to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Hi, Direct Impact Nation. This is Andrea Epteen coming to you live. So excited to be with you guys today. Always grateful uh, when you show up to listen to us because we just really value our listeners. All right. So today we are talking about the inner critic. So some people talk about it as or call it the critical parent that's really just kind of like in your brain. If you can just imagine a critical shaming parental figure locked inside that little brain of yours, okay? (laughs) That's what it feels like to have this constant feedback that's negative going on as like a narrator in your brain throughout the day. And the inner critic is something that we really want to expose, shine the light on it, crush it, and overcome it. So that's why we wanted to talk about it today, because we think it's a problem for absolutely every single human being. So we know it's affecting our wonderful listeners. So... I'm going to take the moment to introduce you to Christine Lucas. She is a licensed associate professional counselor, and we're just grateful to have her with us today. Just We're just going to bounce some things back and forth regarding the inner critic and how it negatively impacts our existence, our performance, the way we show up in the world. We talk about this all the time, guys. We want to be productive. We want to be a positive influence. We want to enhance our own lives and therefore the lives of others. And if you have this inner critic in your ear, in your brain, all of the time, it's really going to stifle you and hold you back from everything we know that you are capable of being. So I just wanted to pull Christine in. We love her so much and and ask her, you know, how she defines the inner critic and what she has found is useful to overcome it. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, what I do is I pay attention, I think, to my internal landscape. And when those thoughts start to be not so nice and start to interject, you know, in what I'm trying to accomplish, I really try to give myself space and give myself compassion to sort of take Mm -hmm. that time Mm -hmm. to not be task focused, but be in a place of peace And sometimes that means going outside. Sometimes that means going to another part of my house where there are no other family members. Mm -hmm. Or even turning off my favorite playlist of music or whatsoever because we're so used to to the din of sound Mm. that sometimes that quiet really helps you recenter and realize that those voices that are critical are not true. What do you notice about yourself? It could be thoughts. It could be feelings. It could be embodied, like a, a sensation in your body. What do you notice first as the inner critic is emerging? Well, it's usually me trying to stifle it, right? But that means that I'm bracing my body. So I feel that tightness in my neck. Mm -hmm. And I feel that it it sort of radiates down into my hands, you know, Mm -hmm. because we know what our best self would do. And that's not our best self. And so we recognize that we're not showing up 
the way we'd like to. And, but really that is the inner critic. Sometimes we don't, and we need that space to sort of refuel, Mm -hmm. recharge. And it really is a body experience, I think, that precedes the inner critic. And if we can sort of check in with what our body's doing, we might be able to beat it to the punch. You right, know? right. You know? Start practicing those coping skills proactively. Exactly. Get in front it, of it. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I find for myself, I really notice the inner critic, the shame-based parent inside of me uses the word should a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know I love to say, you know, don't should on yourself <laughs> right. um, because it's toxic and we understand where that comes from. So I just notice certain language and it's almost like, oh my goodness, where did that come from? Right. Where did this negativity come from? I don't judge it. Mm-hmm. I know that I haven't done anything to invite that. It's a well-worn path in my brain, and it's going to pop up randomly sometimes. But now I hear it, I notice it, and I'm able to question it and confront it. So I think a really healthy or important coping skill is to be really curious. Mm-hmm. You know, ask those questions and be like, whoa, where did that negative comment come from and is that true and Mm -hmm. so i ask myself that that question of you know is it true that i should do x y and z or could i do x y and z Mm -hmm. so i reframe it and i say well you know what i could but i choose not to (laughs) or you know i could but there's a lot of good reasons i've said no to this or you know whatever so you're able to give yourself permission And then you have that ability to cope with negative, intrusive thoughts, because that really is when we talk about intrusive thoughts, oftentimes that is the inner critic showing up. Right. And, you know, the motivator is to see that when we're not being proactive, that our inner critic can spill out and dysregulate people around us. Mm -hmm. And we can also model that critic in a way that we don't want to to people around us and so when we accept that sometimes that inner critic will get the best of us but how do we how do we let loose we we take some time we understand that it's there and then we say all right i'm going to start inside i'm going to start with my body i'm going to calm my body that might be temperature it might be location it might be what you're Mm -hmm. eating or drinking and then you're going to see that your thoughts can sort of organically flow in a way that is more helpful to the Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that body approach is one I try to use with my clients a lot. And it seems like one that they're not used to starting with. They're not used Mm -hmm. to beginning with the body because Mm -hmm. we talk about our thoughts so much, you know? Right, right. And so a good question that's been asked is, what happens when you start really buying into the language of your inner critic oh, yeah. and all of the negativity that can come out of that and show up in not just character defects, but unwanted behaviors mm-hmm. and eventually possibly dis-ease and then disease, mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. illness, addiction. I mean, this inner critic can really spill over and wreak havoc on an individual's life. So, you know, when you have gotten to a place where you're actually buying into the language of your inner critic, like you're in a danger zone. So what do you have to say about that or to the people who have now like embraced this as truth? Well, I think it's important to go back to that inner child that that what we call the exile child i'm Mm -hmm. not that's not my word but when we go back to the child we invite a sense of play Mm 
Mm. And with play comes a sense of self-compassion. And and there is not a score to keep at how well we are playing. Right? I love that. And so that might be... Uh, you know, movement, it might be dancing, it might be getting the hose out on a hot day and like playing Mm -hmm. water, you know, with water in the front yard, whatever it is that gets you out of your element and lets you realize that nobody's keeping score right now. And then you can have, you can sort of remember who that part of you was because that part of you is the one that was saying, what do I want to be when I grow up? What can I accomplish? I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do all of these things. And so that positive momentum really comes back to you with that sense of play. Oh, play, Mm -hmm. creativity. Creativity. Curiosity, Uh, fun. Fun without judgment. That's Right. right. And so reclaiming not just that inner child, but maybe for the first time finding your authentic self in Mm -hmm. the roles that you play and also in just who you're created to be. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what the recovery really is, is reclaiming that authentic self, recovering your authentic mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I absolutely, I love that. So if we had a call to action for our Direct Impact Nation that we're talking to right now, what would you have them do just this week to confront that inner critic? Well, first I would say acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Really pay attention to what it is saying And then maybe write that down, but set it in a box, set it aside, and then walk, put distance, physical distance between you and that, Mm -hmm. and find something that you can engage your curiosity in. That can be nature, that can be um, a novelty, uh, a hobby hobby of some sort, but just go out there. You know, so many people will say when I invite them to take a walk or do something, they say, well, I've never done that before. I might not like it. And I say, you might not, (laughs) but try it. And, and, you know, as adults, we can become reluctant to just try things, Mm -hmm. but the kid will go wherever they want and they will explore. It's an explorer's mentality that Mm -hmm. I think you have to have when you're trying to get away from the inner critic. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you just explore and see what you find. And, and what you realize is that's giving your body and your mind rest so -hmm. that you can kind of come back with new ideas. And because it's so hard to do in the moment when you're absolutely plagued with or feeling confronted by or attacked Mm -hmm. by the inner critic, it sounds like that is something that really needs to be practiced and done proactively. Mm -hmm. I would, I would say that. And for, someone like myself scheduled. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely schedule your play. That's right. I mean, if it's if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. And we create time for things that are important to us. Right, right. And so let's make fun. Let's make play. Let's make curiosity and all of these things a priority in our lives. Direct Impact Nation, because we want to stomp out this inner critic and and thrive. So again, I really want to thank Christine for showing up. Oh, you're welcome. And giving us this great, you know, time to talk and feedback. And also, I really want you to respect and hear and honor that call to action. Do that for yourself. We... We love you and we support you. We also want you to share this episode, like this episode, give us those gold stars we crave. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Do you feel preoccupied, confused, or embarrassed about an unwanted behavior? 
Do you prioritize pornography, food, finances, gambling, toxic people, and or chemicals over your primary responsibilities? Well, at Resolve Strategies in Savannah, Georgia, our clinical counselors offer evidence-based approaches to take you from discovery to recovery. To learn more about Resolve Strategies, visit www.resolvestrategiesinc.com and take our free quiz, Five Defense Mechanisms That Might Keep You in the Dark. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein.